Today tastes like heading out the door and driving into town. It tastes like grabbing snacks and a Coke and singing as loud as you can. Today tastes like anything could happen. And it never tasted this good. Summer tastes better with Coca-Cola. Wherever you're going this week, don't forget to grab an ice-cold, refreshing Coca-Cola from 7-Eleven. Welcome to The Sports Angle, live in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. Let's get into it. Go to our website, sportsangle.com. Check out all the content we have on there, articles, live streams, audio, video, you name it. We have it on the sportsangle.com. So on tonight's show, I want to do something a tad different. There's going to be a lot of people that are going over the NFL strength of schedule. There are a lot of people that are going over, well, this team has this organization and this team has this organization. So how are they going to fare in 2021? We're not going to do that. I'm not going to sit here and try to gloat that I know every single schedule for every single NFL team. I don't. Here's what we're going to do instead. We are going to go with the five easiest strength of schedules and the five toughest teams with this strength of schedule. And I want to look over what the odds tell you about those teams. I want to go over the organizations that should on paper have an easier and or harder time this upcoming season, and I want to analyze what the odds makers in Las Vegas have made because of it. <laughs> hey, Kings are, we'll talk about baseball another day, but for right now, we're going to focus on football because right now the whole strength of schedule situation has ended up happening right now. So let's go over the five easiest schedules in the NFL. And I want to talk about, like I said, again, what the odds tell you about their chances of making it to the Super Bowl. So starting at number five, the five ease at the number five, when it comes to the easiest strength of schedule out of all teams in the NFL, let's go over to Miami. Now the Miami Dolphins organization, they currently have a 47.1 SOS, which means that all their teams that they're going to play this year had a record of 128 wins, 144 losses last year. Now, what does this mean for Miami? Does this mean that Miami having the fifth easiest schedule in the NFL, will this make them an immediate contender in the AFC East? Will this put them above Buffalo? When it comes to the AFC East, does this give them an opportunity to make the playoffs in the AFC? Well, let's go to what the odds tell you about this. As it was reported right now via DraftKings, the Miami Dolphins are now 30 to 1 odds to win Super Bowl 56. There is also, if you keep looking down at the odds sheets, they are 
16 to one odds to win the AFC championship. So Miami definitely benefited from having their strength of schedule be what it is. Do I believe they'll win the AFC East? No, I think that's Buffalo's division. They're going to run away with it. Do I believe that they are going to give a challenge to Buffalo? Yes. I think Buffalo will have to at least look over their shoulder in certain situations. But do I believe that they could be a playoff team? Yes, I believe they could. If Tua progresses the way he should, and according to analytics and according to all these analysts out there in Miami, they like what they are seeing out of this Dolphins offense heading into this season. So if Miami can take that next step, Miami should contend for a playoff spot in 2021. Cowboys versus Ravens 2022 Super Bowl. You know what, Kings are? Let's let the Cowboys play a few games first. I'm not going to make any predictions on the Super Bowl until we get closer on. I've always done that, and I'm never going to sway from that. The number four team in terms of the easiest schedule as the NFL schedules were released today, their record last year with their opponents, 126 wins, 145 losses, a 46.5% winning percentage, and that was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the defending reigning Super Bowl champions. And what makes this interesting enough is that they are actually the odds-on favorite to win Super Bowl 56. They are 7-1 to one odds, plus 700, to win the Super Bowl. Tampa Bay Buccaneers got Tom Brady. They brought all their starters back. And there is a lot of hope and expectation out there in Tampa Bay. And with them having the fourth, easiest schedule in the NFL, that should definitely add to all the people who are putting their money down on Tampa Bay winning. The reason why I'm bringing this up and the reason why I want to include the odds is I want to show all of you what the odds makers are doing when the schedule was released. I want to see where all the money is going with all these teams as the schedules have finally been announced. As you just saw, Tampa Bay is the odds-on favorite to win Super Bowl. And they have the fourth easiest schedule in the NFL. That definitely is an important aspect. Going down the list as well, you have the Atlanta Falcons, who have the bronze medal in terms of the easiest schedule in the NFL. 45.4% win percentage was their opponents last year. 148 losses, 123 wins. Now, what does this mean for Atlanta? What does this mean for the Atlanta Falcons as, as odds per se? Well, the Atlanta Falcons are towards the bottom of the odds sheet. They are 80 to 1 odds to win the Super Bowl. Now, will this easiest schedule allow them to become Super Bowl contenders? No, I'm not going to sit here and say that. Here's what I will say. I believe them having an easier schedule, and shout out to Ron Thomas, he's going to love what I'm about to say next. The Atlanta Falcons having an easier schedule will allow them to win more games than they did last year. I believe the Atlanta Falcons are definitely going to improve on their win-loss record from 2020. The Atlanta Falcons have the talent on the offense. Their defense is questionable, no doubt, 
But if their offense can score 45 points, they have to hope the defense does not let up 48. So Atlanta Falcons, 80-1 to odds to win the Super Bowl. They have the bronze medal 45.4 win percentage with their strength of schedule. The Dallas Cowboys have the second easiest schedule in the NFL. Shout out to King Czar, by the way. I know you're watching. 45.2% winning percentage was their opponents in 2020. 122 wins, 148 losses. And for anybody who actually paid attention to the odds this morning, the Dallas Cowboys are now 25 to 1 odds to go to the Super Bowl. And from the NFC Championship side, they are 11 to 1 odds to win the NFC Championship. That is good. Uh, that's good news for Dallas Cowboys fans. For all the Cowboys fans out there, you have to be happy about that news. Second or a uh, second easiest schedule in the NFL. Your odds with 25 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, 11 to 1 odds to go win the NFC Championship. I believe the Dallas Cowboys, they do have the talent to go where they need to go. I believe that they have the expectation that they can go to a Super Bowl. And I believe that the fans believe that they can win a Super Bowl. What I need to see is what I need to see really from the Dallas Cowboys organization is product on the field. This season, I need to watch the Cowboys and see how they play. Because right now, it's a lot of expectation. It's a lot of hype. And I get that. But I need to see the Dallas Cowboys in full living color before I really make a judgment call on them. It's way too early to say. And then the, the number one team, the easiest schedule in the NFL, the Philadelphia Eagles, 43.0% winning percentage, 117 wins, 155 losses. But they are 101 odds to win the Super Bowl. Nobody believes in the Philadelphia Eagles. A lot of people are counting them out already. There's a lot of people who are sweeping them under the rug. Heck, they're among the lowest in terms of odds to win the NFC Championship. Now, what can we take away from this? What we can take away is the Philadelphia Eagles have the easiest schedule in the NFL in 2021. What can we also take away from this? The Philadelphia Eagles are a long shot to do anything in the NFC. They're a long shot to do anything when it comes to the Super Bowl. But I'm going to say with Philadelphia, the same thing I'm going to say with Atlanta. With them having an easier schedule, don't be surprised if the Philadelphia Eagles finish around mid-pack in the NFL draft next year. Because when a team has an easier schedule and they're expected to lose a bunch of games, normally what happens is they'll win two or four more games than they were expecting to. Having an easier schedule will allow them to pick off certain opportunities they wouldn't have otherwise. So my angle with Philadelphia and Atlanta, watch them pick up a couple more wins this season because of their easier schedule. Dallas, the odds back it up for themselves. The angle with Dallas is I need to watch them on the, on the field, but I believe that they have the talent to make some noise in the NFC. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers having one of the easiest schedules in the NFL has allowed them to be 
the odds on favorite at seven to one to win the Super Bowl. They are definitely heavy favorites to go back. So as we're talking about the strength of schedules in the NFL, as the NFL schedule was released earlier today, I want to remind everybody to go to our social media at the Sports Angle, turn on notifications, follow, share, like. I appreciate all of that. Now, let's talk about the five hardest schedules in the NFL. Let's talk about the five teams that are going to go up against the best of the best in the NFL almost on every weekly basis. At number five is the Minnesota Vikings. Their win-loss record with their opponents last year, 53.1%, 144 wins, 127 losses. And Minnesota is towards the middle of the pack. Really, when you analyze what's going on, they are 66 to 1 odds to win the Super Bowl, and they are 30 to 1 to win the NFC Championship. There's not a lot of people who are looking at Minnesota and are saying that they could be a contender. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to look at Minnesota and they're going to say, I don't trust Kirk Cousins. I don't trust that system. Now, here's what I'm going to say about Minnesota. Understanding that a trio of those teams that are in the top five are in the NFC North, expect it to be a bloodbath. Expect it to be a hard-fought battle in the NFC North. I've said on this show before, I wouldn't be surprised if Minnesota made it to the playoffs uh, this season. I wouldn't be surprised if Kirk Cousins, being the quarterback that he is, got them to a first-round matchup. Because the Minnesota Vikings do have the talent to go far. Them having a harder schedule is obviously going to have a burden on them. But I believe the Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Eagles, like what happened a couple of years ago, if you have a hard schedule and you beat those teams again and again and again, it actually builds up your momentum. It builds up your toughness. It builds up your chemistry. And that's what I think it happened with Minnesota. Number four, with the hardest schedules in terms of strength in the uh, NFL in 2021, Green Bay Packers, 54.2% from their uh, opponents in 2020, 147 wins, 124 losses. The Green Bay Packers are really interesting considering the odds have turned against them. The odds in the last couple of weeks have flipped on Green Bay. They are 18 to one odds to win the Super Bowl, and they are right now 8-1 to odds to win the NFC Championship. There's a lot of people that are dumping all of their stuff uh, away from Green Bay. There's a lot of people who are selling right now and not buying in to Green Bay. Them having a harder schedule is definitely going to have a huge portion of that. I also understand with Green Bay, the Aaron Rodgers situation will have to be dealt with before we can really analyze what is going to happen long-term. Now, I'm not going to do what most shows do, which is jump the gun, give you a hot take, you know, make these big accusations with Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. I'm not going to do that. This isn't what the sports angle is. Here is what I'm going to say. Until we finally understand the Aaron Rodgers situation before that is completely um, done with, 
I'm not going to give my angle on Green Bay because I don't have all the variables yet. The bronze medal for the hardest schedule in the NFL in 2021 is the Chicago Bears. Chicago, 40-1 to 1 odds to win the Super Bowl. It's interesting. Chicago is the definition of average. The Chicago Bears are going to be a team that's going to stay around 500. They might be 8-9. and nine. They might be 9-8. and eight. But a lot of people expect Chicago to immediately go downhill. Well, I'm going to say, as a Chicago Bears fan, I don't expect that. The Chicago Bears are exactly who they are. You have a veteran quarterback. You have a solid running game. Your offensive line got beefed up in the NFL draft. You have a solid uh, trio at wide receivers. And you have about 20,000 tight ends on your roster. On defense, you've taken away and you kind of have peeled back that defensive core. But they still have some very solid players out there in Chicago. They're relying on Jalen Johnson to carry the load that Kyle Fuller was last year. We also understand that the Chicago Bears are trying to make more moves on the defensive side. What those will be, we do not know yet. So Chicago, they're going to be around average 40 to 1 odds when it comes to a Super Bowl. That makes perfect sense when you understand that 1,000 to 1 is among the worst for the odds. So if you have 250 to 1, 101, those are your long shots. 40 to 1, 50 to 1 is normally where your average teams are, which is exactly what the Bears are going to be. The number two team with the hardest schedule in the NFL, Baltimore Ravens, 56.3% was their opponent's record in 2020, 152 wins, 118 losses. Baltimore, I don't understand the odds, and I'm not going to sit here and call out odds makers for this, but the Baltimore Ravens are 12 to 1 odds to win the Super Bowl. That puts them as the fourth highest team in terms of odds on favorite to win the Super Bowl. They're behind Buffalo, Kansas City, and Tampa Bay when it comes to the odd sheet right now. With the AFC Championship, the Baltimore Ravens are 625 in order to win the AFC Championship. Once again, behind Buffalo and Kansas City on that list. I understand the hype with Lamar Jackson. I understand Lamar Jackson had an amazing 2019. I understand that Baltimore had a very tough outing against Buffalo in 2020. But I don't understand why Baltimore is so high. I believe with this tougher schedule, it's actually going to be more of a, of a problem, more than a solution for the Baltimore Ravens. So at number two, Baltimore Ravens, hardest schedule in the NFL. I'm going to shake my head on that one. Them being 12 to 1 odds, I don't quite understand it personally myself. And then the team with the hardest schedule in the NFL, uh, shout out to, I mean, shout out to Sharon Mullen, uh, shout out to all of those uh, Steelers fans out there. For the Pittsburgh Steelers, 57.4% was their opponent's record in 2020, 155 wins, 115 losses. The Pittsburgh Steelers, have been dropping in the odd sheet. They are currently 50 to 1 odds 
to win the Super Bowl. The Pittsburgh Steelers organization has been falling and declining in terms of odds makers, analysts, insiders. A lot of people are kind of turning away from Pittsburgh. They made that very questionable decision with Najee Harris at running back in the first round. They really didn't fix a lot of their problems with the offensive line this uh, offseason, and they really don't have a lot of power to pass to on the offensive side. You can have a great defense, but if your offense is mediocre, you're not going to win games. I mean, heck, I'm a Chicago Bears fan. I know that better than anyone else. You have a mediocre offense, but a great defense, you are going to be an average team. And that's what the odds are telling you about the Pittsburgh Steelers. 50 to 1 odds, that means that they are the definition of average. Because like I said, 40 to 1 and 50 to 1 is where the average teams are on the odd sheets. So Pittsburgh is among the average, and it doesn't surprise me one bit. So to go over the strength of schedule again, the five teams with the hardest schedule is the Pittsburgh Steelers, Baltimore Ravens, Chicago Bears, Green Bay Packers, Minnesota Vikings. And then the five easiest in terms of strength of schedule, you have the Miami Dolphins, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Atlanta Falcons, Dallas Cowboys, and Philadelphia Eagles. So here's what we're going to do here on the Sports Angle. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to go over the Las Vegas Raiders schedule and get into our Vegas report here on the Sports Angle. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this.
Welcome back to The Sports Angle, live in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. Let's get back into it. We are going to do our Vegas report, but we're going to do it in a loose-fitted version. The Las Vegas Raiders, their 2021 schedule was announced today, and we have the schedule right in front of us. Now, the Las Vegas Raiders are an interesting topic. Because for the people here in Las Vegas, there's a lot of hype. There's a lot of expectation. There's going to be fans in attendance for the first time at Allegiant Stadium here in Las Vegas. Heck, there's going to be a freaking nightclub installed at Allegiant Stadium for year two. That's going to be one heck of a, one heck of a deal. However, what does the schedule tell us about Las Vegas? Well, before we do that, we are here at the sportsbook capital of the world. So we might as well go over what do the odds tell us about Las Vegas? The Las Vegas Raiders are currently 66 to 1 odds to win Super Bowl 56. That puts them among the below average tier of NFL rosters. I mean, the Las Vegas Raiders are considered towards a long shot uh, in the Super Bowl odds. But let's get into the schedule. Week one, the Seattle Seahawks will come down to Las Vegas. Allegiant Stadium, season opener, Seattle Seahawks. Now, if Russell Wilson is there, if there is a superstar quarterback in Seattle, you know that that place will be tearing the house down at Allegiant Stadium, depending on what capacity of the, of the attendance there will be. Hopefully, there's 100%. We could be seeing, you know, potentially – 50,000, 55,000, 60,000 Raiders fans on their feet watching the Las Vegas Raiders take on the Seattle Seahawks. Week two, they're going to travel down to Los Angeles and take on the Los Angeles Rams at SoFi Stadium. I'm not going to lie. I actually like SoFi Stadium. I think it's a real solid one. But Los Angeles Rams, Las Vegas Raiders week two, battle of the former LA teams. Week three, they're going to continue with their California trip, and they are going to go to San Francisco, and they're going to go down to Levi Stadium. Now, they will be facing off against the Baltimore Ravens, and they will be back at Allegiant Stadium. And I think that's interesting with Lamar Jackson. I really do. I mean, this game will be at 5-15 here in Las Vegas. It's going to be a night game. It's going to be a primetime game. So you got Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens going up against whoever the quarterback is. Hopefully it's Derek Carr and the Las Vegas Raiders. I will admit that the Baltimore Ravens would be a fun matchup to watch. Hopefully the sports angle can get some media credentials or maybe some tickets and we can go down to Allegiant Stadium, interview Raiders fans, put on one heck of the show for all of you. Next, they will go down to Pittsburgh, be at Heinz Field, and that will be a 10 o'clock game, uh, 1 p.m. Eastern, out there in Pittsburgh. You know, I do believe that Pittsburgh is going to be an average team alongside Las Vegas Raiders. I would be excited to see what happens there. They will head back to Las Vegas to face off against the Miami Dolphins. This will be an afternoon game at Allegiant Stadium. We saw what happened last year. Ryan Fitzpatrick with his Fitz magic, making the Miami Dolphins win that game uh, late in the fourth quarter. Miami Dolphins beat the Las Vegas Raiders 
and eliminated them from playoff contention. I believe Raiders fans are not going to forget that. For uh, Week four, they will head back to SoFi Stadium and face the second team out there in LA, and that is the Los Angeles Chargers. Justin Herbert, and he is a phenomenal quarterback. He is a superstar, one of the rising stars in the NFL. That would be fun to watch. Week five, they're going to be at Allegiant Stadium to take on the Chicago Bears. And I'm not going to lie, this will be a homer situation, but if I can somehow find some way to get any type of situation down there to Allegiant Stadium to check out the Chicago Bears to see my favorite team here in Las Vegas, I will try to do that. It'll be a solid game. They will head back to uh, back on the road, face off against the Denver Broncos at Mile High Stadium. That will be a fun game to watch, depending on who the quarterback is. And then they will head back to Allegiant Stadium and face off against the Philadelphia Eagles before their bye week. So it is plausible that the Las Vegas Raiders could be a 5-2, and 6-1 and one team if the cards go the right way. However, if the cards go the opposite way, we could be seeing them go 2-5 and five or 1-6. and six. That's the way the NFL is. You could have any team win any time, any day, any night. But them having that one primetime game against the Baltimore Ravens and then having that Monday night matchup against the Los Angeles Chargers at SoFi Stadium, that would be real interesting to watch. Hey, Kellen, shout out to you. Allentown, Bills Mafia, go smoke Pittsburgh. Yeah, I like that energy. Coming back from the bye week, they would head down to New Jersey, play at MetLife Stadium against the New York Giants. Hey, Ricky, if you're out there, shout out to you. Is it time for a new heating and cooling system? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services and Carrier today and get 0% financing for 18 months on a new heating and cooling system. Get the comfort you deserve from Griffith Energy Services and Carrier. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today for this and other exclusive offers. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. Been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. New York Giants, Las Vegas Raiders. By that time, week nine in the season, there could be some ramifications there, depending on the win and loss record. Their trio of their primetime games, week 10 at Allegiant Stadium, Sunday night football, Kansas City Chiefs. And I will admit, last year, the Chiefs versus Raiders had some of the best football I watched all year long. All right, being here in Las Vegas, the Kansas City Chiefs really brought out the best of the Las Vegas Raiders. It put them on that different level. They had to turn up the dial even more. So under Sunday Night Football, Chiefs and Raiders here in Las Vegas, that
that would be a sight to watch. Week 11, they will be at Allegiant Stadium in back-to-back games against the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, you know what? Justin, uh, Joe Burrow is an amazing quarterback. I'd love to see what he does. Week 12, and hey, Kings are, if you're watching right now, shout to you. Week 12 on Thanksgiving at AT&T Stadium, the Las Vegas Raiders and the Dallas Cowboys. You know what? It is a 1 p.m. Pacific time game, which I believe would be uh, 3.30 p.m. out there in Central, out there in Texas. Look, I normally eat so much turkey during the morning. I don't know if I'm going to be awake to see the Cowboys and the Raiders game on Thanksgiving. But if I am awake for that, it definitely would be a fun game to watch. Raiders, Cowboys, Week 12, Thanksgiving. And then they will head back to Allegiant Stadium to face off against the Washington football team. And you know what? I will say this. Chase Young is a superstar in the making, and I would like to see what he can do here in a matchup in Las Vegas. They will end their series against Kansas City at Arrowhead in Week 14. Week 15, they will be playing in Cleveland. Week 16 will be their final matchup. Uh, will be their final matchup against the Denver Broncos, and Week 17 will be their last game on the road against the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, any Raiders fans out there know that the Colts beat them last year and pretty much vanished their playoff hopes. I mean, they lost, you know, five of the last seven games. The Colts were a huge part of that. And then week 18, the final game of the season, the Los Angeles Chargers will come down to Allegiant Stadium for their season finale in week 18. Now, some people are going to ask me, what is their win and loss record going to be this year? There are going to be people who are going to want to jump the gun, and they're going to ask your host, Rocco Raquelli, who, where do you think the Raiders are going to be in the standings? Where do you believe the Raiders are going to be with their win and loss record? Now, I'm not going to do every single team. I'm not going to go down every schedule and put a W or an L by it. Here's what I will say. I believe the Las Vegas Raiders will go eight and nine this season. I believe the Las Vegas Raiders have enough talent on their roster to do what they did last year. The Las Vegas Raiders went eight and eight in 2020. And from what I have seen this offseason and from what I have seen during the NFL draft, Everything I have seen about the Raiders organization tells me that they are going to be, you know, eight and nine, maybe seven and 10 on the best case scenario, they will be nine and eight. But the more I do research on this team, the more I dig deeper in the Las Vegas Raiders, I don't think they're going to be terrible. They're not going to win four games. They're not going to win five games. They're not going to fall off the rails, but with Kansas City and with Los, with Los Angeles heating up, I just don't see the Raiders surpassing them in the standings. I don't see them beating them and going on a massive tear this season. So my angle after seeing the schedule, having it be released and printed in front of me, I have the Las Vegas Raiders finishing 8 
and nine for the 2021 NFL season. They're going to be around the same as they did last year. And there's going to be a lot of question marks heading into the next off season. So here's what we're going to do here on the sports angle. We are going to go and take a quick one minute break here on the sports angle. And when we come back, we are going to get into the quarterback tiers of the NFL. I'm going to be ranking the NFL quarterbacks and I will be telling you which quarterbacks I believe are among the best of the best in the NFL. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this here on the Sports Angle. One minute break. Welcome back to the Sports Angle, live in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. Let's get back into it. Before we get into our quarterback tiers, let's go to the comments. Let's have your angle be heard. Rocco, boo! Come on, eight and nine, bad call. Well, hey, you give your angle down below. What record do you have the Raiders? Because with all my analysis and everything that I have looked at, they are not going to be great. They're not going to win the division. They're not going to go 12-5. and five. They're not going to go 11-4. and four. That is not what this team is. The Raiders, based off of all their offseason moves, based off of what they've done in the NFL draft, there is no doubt in my mind that the Las Vegas Raiders are going to be around the average tier of NFL teams. You have nine and eight minimum. You know what? You have a lot of confidence in the Raiders. I'm willing to make a bet with you with the Raiders off the air. So let's definitely do that. But let's get into the quarterback tiers 
of the 2021 NFL season. We're going to do this a bit differently, though. We are going to do this on a gaming scale. Now, for anybody who has a PlayStation 5, you will know that you get trophies in games. So if you play MLB The Show, you play NBA 2K, you play Madden, you play NHL, you play FIFA, whatever game it is, you will get trophies in the game. Well, the trophies go by bronze, silver, gold, and then if you complete the entire game, you will get a platinum trophy. So here's what we're going to do here on the sports angle. I am going to do the quarterback tiers by platinum, gold, silver, bronze, and then catastrophic. Because for anybody who knows their medal categories, um, catastrophic is the lowest medal that you can have in a category. It's below, it's below bronze. So we are going to start with the platinum tier of NFL quarterbacks. And a platinum, it can only be one person. There is only one quarterback in the NFL that deserves to be a platinum. There's only one quarterback that I believe has gotten the right to be a platinum tier, to be amongst themselves as the best quarterback in the NFL, and that is Tom Brady. All right, Tom Brady, quarterback from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He is without a doubt the best quarterback in the NFL. There is no comparison to Tom Brady. There's nobody who has the rings like him. There's nobody who has the stats like him. There's nobody who has the all pros like him. Nobody even has the MVP accolades as him. Tom Brady is in a class of his own. He deserves to be on his own tier, and that is a platinum tier, best of the best in terms of quarterbacks. So as we're doing the quarterback tiers of the NFL, we're going to move down to the gold tier of NFL quarterbacks. There's going to be nine of them on this. So so there's going to be nine quarterbacks that are going to have gold attached to them. And here's what the nine quarterbacks are going to be after I, I, I answer this comment. Hey, absolutely. Let's do it. I mean, two, hey, two pies from Giordano's. Are you kidding me? Two pies from Giordano's versus three, uh, three pizzas from my pie. Oh, you're on. Absolutely. I'll take that bet. Uh, absolutely. I think anybody would take that bet. So here are the nine quarterbacks that are on the gold tier of NFL quarterbacks in the 2021 NFL season. We are going to start with Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is pretty much Tom Brady. If Tom Brady uh, is when, when Tom Brady retires, Patrick Mahomes will be the best quarterback in the NFL. Once TB 12 hangs up his cleats. But since Tom Brady is not retired, and he's still alive and kicking, Patrick Mahomes is the first quarterback on that gold tier. You also, I'm also going to include Lamar Jackson as well. Him with his NFL MVP, 
with what he has done with Baltimore since getting there in 2018, then making the postseason every single year since he has gotten there. I'll put Lamar Jackson on the gold uh, on the gold level. I also will include Russell Wilson. He's a phenomenal quarterback. He has been leading Seattle for the last nine years, and I respect what he has done in Seattle. Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to include him on this list. Even though he is a serviceable quarterback, I can't deny that Aaron Rodgers is among the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Josh Allen, I have to include on this list. It's not because I'm afraid of Bill's Mafia. It's not because I have people who listen from Buffalo, New York. It's the fact that Josh Allen has progressed every single year he's been in the league. He has gotten better every single time. And I expect him to keep getting better as he ages. As he gets into his prime, Josh Allen is going to be an amazing quarterback for the Buffalo Bills organization. I put him on that gold level. Justin Herbert, some people are going to say I'm, I'm jumping the gun here, but I have Justin Herbert as a gold-tier quarterback. He has done something that a lot of rookie quarterbacks did not do, and that was score touchdowns, score touchdowns, score touchdowns, and score touchdowns. I'm also going to put Deshaun Watson on my list of the gold level quarterbacks in the NFL. And there is one more quarterback I have to include on this list. I was debating this for a long time, but I have Baker Mayfield from the Cleveland Browns as my ninth and final quarterback on my gold level, my gold tier of quarterbacks in the NFL. Now to go over it again, For anybody who just joined in, we are ranking the quarterbacks by tiers. And here's how we're going to do it for the sports angle. We have platinum, gold, silver, bronze, and and, uh, catastrophic. Now, the platinum is the best quarterback in the NFL. He gets his own tier of his own. Gold is for your elite quarterbacks, the best of the best. I put nine quarterbacks on that elite tier, that goal tier when it comes to quarterbacks. I'll repeat them once again. And that is Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Deshaun Watson, and Baker Mayfield. Now, the next one is silver. And these are your franchise quarterbacks. They are not elite. They are not the best, but they are your franchise quarterbacks. And those five quarterbacks I have on that list, I have Matthew Stafford from the Los Angeles Rams. His entire career, he has been a franchise quarterback, but he has not been able to break that ceiling and get to the next level. Dak Prescott, until he recovers from that injury, I cannot put him over certain players that were on that gold level. So I'm going to have Dak Prescott be on that silver uh, 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 stable. Also, I am also going to include on the silver level, which is a franchise quarterback, 
Kyler Murray. The Arizona Cardinals found a stud in Kyler Murray, quarterback from the Arizona Cardinals. And I believe that one day he could be an elite quarterback, but for now, he is only a franchise quarterback. I will put Joe Burrow on this list because Joe Burrow in year one was putting up real solid numbers before he got injured. I expect year two to definitely improve and progress, but for now, I cannot put him at an elite tier. I put him as a face of the franchise at, uh, as a silver quarterback. And then my fifth and final quarterback, he just got drafted this year, and that is Trevor Lawrence. I have him on that list of faces of the franchise on that silver level. Now, the bronze quarterback, these are going to be pretty simple. For a bronze quarterback, I am going to go with quarterbacks that are average to above average. They are not your faces of the franchise. They are not elite. They are not the best, but they are starting quarterbacks. They do get paid a good amount of money, and they are the expectation to lead their team to the playoffs. There are 10 quarterbacks on the bronze level. And I will go over them right now on our list. To repeat the silver once again, I absolutely will. The silver level faces of the franchise, Dak Prescott from Dallas, Matthew Stafford from LA, Kyler Murray from Arizona, Joe Burrow from Cincinnati, and uh, Trevor Lawrence from Jacksonville. The 10 players I have on the bronze level is Matt Ryan from the Atlanta Falcons. Look, he used to be a great quarterback in Atlanta, but now he is a veteran. He is going to be uh, replaced eventually. I have him on the bronze level of quarterbacks. Also on the list, I have Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is an amazing quarterback. He's amazing. He gets the job done, but he is not the face of the franchise. He's not elite. He's not the best. He is exactly what our, my bronze level is. He is an above average to average quarterback in the NFL. I'm also going to include on this list guys like Kirk Cousins. Because Kirk Cousins is exactly what this list is uh, talking about. Kirk Cousins is a guy that he is he's going to give the ball to Dalvin Cook and he's going to let him run. He's going to pass it to Adam Phelan and he's going to let him do what he got to do. So I put Kirk Cousins on this list. I put Derek Carr from the Las Vegas Raiders on this list. He is not a face of the franchise. That is most definitely Josh Jacobs. Darren Waller is among the faces of the franchise. Derek Carr has not really been that guy really over the last couple of years. So when it comes to Derek Carr, I will put him on the bronze level alongside Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, and Ryan Tannehill. I'm going to put Ryan Fitzpatrick or Ryan Fitzmagic on this list. He has been a reliable veteran quarterback, but that is what he is. Carson Wentz, he has been demoted down to the bronze level. At one point, he was an elite quarterback, but those injuries have caught up to him. Now he's a bronze level. He is an above average quarterback at this point. Also on this list, I'm going to go with Jimmy Garoppolo. 
They drafted Trey Lance. It looks like his time is going to come to an end. And Jimmy Garoppolo, he looked last year like an average quarterback. That's where I'm going to put him. Jared Goff has been, in terms of wins above replacement, the definition of average quarterback. He's now going to be playing in Detroit. Good luck to you. Jameis Winston, who is now being considered a bust by a lot of NFL analysts and a lot of NFL experts, I will put him on that list at number nine of that bronze level. The New Orleans Saints are going to use him as a placeholder. They're most likely going to use him to springboard over somebody else. And then Drew Locke from the Denver Broncos, he is the 10th and final quarterback on that bronze level of quarterbacks. So the bronze level, I'll repeat it once again, they are an average to above average quarterback in the NFL. That is Matt Ryan from Atlanta, Ryan Tannehill from Tennessee, Derek Carr from Las Vegas, Kirk Cousins from Minnesota, Ryan Fitzpatrick from Washington, Kirk uh, Carson Wentz from Indianapolis, Jimmy Garoppolo from San Francisco, Jared Goff from Detroit, Jameis Winston from New Orleans, and Teddy Bridgewater from, uh, uh, sorry, Drew Locke from Denver. And then we have your catastrophic, the lowest medal, and with this tier, the below average quarterbacks, a.k.a. Um, I really don't have much to say with you because you're going to be leaving soon from the NFL. I have seven quarterbacks on the catastrophic level of NFL quarterbacks, and let's get into it. The first one is Ben Roethlisberger. You're going to be on your retirement tour. You're going to enjoy your time as a quarterback in Pittsburgh, so definitely be happy with it because Ben Roethlisberger you are getting towards the end of your career. So I put you on the catastrophic tier. Daniel Jones for the New York Giants. It's very catastrophic what's happening to him. If he does not have a great season in New York, they're going to find a quarterback to replace him. So I put him on that tier. Sam Darnold from Carolina. He has a lot of talent. And once again, similar to Daniel Jones, if he does not have a great season, Carolina will replace him very easily. Andy Dalton from the, from the Chicago Bears. Hey, you're, you're a veteran quarterback. You're going to get replaced soon by Justin Fields. So I put you on the catastrophic tier. I also am going to put... I'm also going to put Tua Tagovailoa from the Miami Dolphins. Because Tua is only two years in. But when you heard all the speculation and you heard all the rumors that Miami could have flipped him this offseason, something tells me that they don't have that much belief in Tua Tagovailoa. And then the final two quarterbacks on my list, I have Cam Newton from the New England Patriots. They drafted Mac Jones. You look like your career is coming to an end. So one similar to Ben Roethlisberger, and similar to Andy Dalton, Cam Newton, enjoy your retirement next year. You've had a great run, but I'm putting you on the catastrophic tier because you are among the lowest out of all quarterbacks in the NFL. And then the final quarterback is Jalen Hurts from the Philadelphia Eagles. If you do not develop this season, 
the Philadelphia media will eat you alive. If you do not develop into that quarterback that they expect you to become, you are going to be replaced just like that. So the seven quarterbacks I have on the catastrophic level, the catastrophic tier of quarterbacks is Ben Roethlisberger from Pittsburgh, Daniel Jones from the Giants, Sam Darnold from Carolina, Andy Dalton from Chicago, Tua from Miami, Matt, uh, Cam Newton from New England, and Jalen Hurts from Philadelphia. So that is my list of quarterbacks in the NFL. I started at platinum, went to gold, went to silver, went to bronze, and then it went all the way down to catastrophic. I want to know from all of you if you agree or disagree with any of these with any of these picks. I will be posting the entire list uh, later on the Sports Angle, so stay tuned for that. But I just want to know from all of you if you agree or disagree with any of these selections. So with us having about two minutes left here on the show, I want to remind all of you, go to our website, thesportsangle.com. Check out all the content we have on there, our articles, audio, video, live streams, you name it. We have it on thesportsangle.com. Go to our YouTube channel, The Sports Angle. We will be posting more content there as the weeks go on, so stay tuned for that. We are also going to make a huge announcement that at the end of the month, I will be releasing a mock draft for the 2021 NBA draft. So definitely stay tuned for that here on the Sports Angle's YouTube channel. Follow us on social media at the Sports Angle and follow your host at Rocco Rakelli. So I will leave you with one more content, with one more thing. The NFL and London. Do you believe that the NFL will eventually have a team relocate to London? Do you believe that by 2025, you will have the London Monarchs, the London Royals, the London UKs? All right. Are you going to have the, you know, London Gallagher's? Will there be a team in 2025 in London or Do you believe that there will not be an expansion team? There will not be a relocated team that happens in the NFL to London. That's my final question. I want to leave with you. I'm your host, Rocco Rakelli. I'm and uh, until next time, rock on, and we will see you later.
the been thinking about McDonald's all day can't get it off my mind I can already taste it Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal there's a deal for every moment at McDonald's right now get two of your favorites for just $3.50 mix and match a classic McChicken a hot and spicy McChicken or a juicy McDouble price and participation may vary cannot be combined with combo meal single item at regular price Thanks. The order breakfast at the McDonald's drive-thru. Tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work, but it smells way too good. So you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, get any size iced coffee for 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with your favorite breakfast sandwich or one of our tasty bakery treats. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it.